You are listening to the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. We're full on um, getting towards the end of the college football season. You know, college football playoffs are now out. College uh, goals are also going on. Um, got the NFL wrapping its season up also, um, getting ready to get into the playoffs. And we got are in the heart of college basketball. Got tons of college basketball action going on this week before Christmas here. So without further ado, let's get into what happened last week as far as our picks go. Um, college basketball. We didn't do we didn't do the best, but you know it wasn't the worst in the world. We ended up going two and four on last podcast picks um, with one game still to happen tonight. But the first game we had we had Drake minus five versus South Dakota. Drake ended up winning this game seventy five to fifty seven. Now this game was originally supposed to take place on Wednesday, and we um, had given that out um, for that game, but um, ends up getting postponed. So give it out again. Drake ended up being minus five in this one. And Drake just shot lights out from three in this one, you know, 38.9% from three compared to South Dakota's 26.7. And, and this Drake team just looks really good um, when you watch them play. Um, definitely a team that can move the ball up and down the court. Um, it was just a fun game to watch that one. So get our first win there. The next game we had on Friday, not quite as good. We had Montana State plus five versus Washington State. Uh, Washington State ends up winning this game 82-54. to 54. Um, you know, no Williams for Washington State put up 21 points. Um, F.A. Abadi put up um, his first double-double as a freshman there at Washington State. You know, Washington State um, really won this game with the rebounds, out-rebounding Montana State 49-30. to So, end up going 1-1 one one for Friday's picks. Now, moving on to Saturday. First game we had was Georgia Southern versus FIU. We had FIU minus 6.5 in that game. Um, Georgia Southern ends up winning that game outright, 103 to 99. Uh, Eric Boone hit a go-ahead three um, late in the second overtime of that game to get to Georgia Southern the cover or and the win outright there. But you know, it wasn't a whole lot of chances for FIU to cover that six and a half um, once they took it to overtime and whatnot. But you know, Georgia Southern out rebounds them, 35 to 26, and FIU just didn't really play very great basketball in that one, so we get the loss there. Um, and our second game on Saturday didn't go near as well either. Um, also losing that one. We had Colorado State plus five and a half for St. Mary's. It was a very low scoring game. You know, St. Mary's uh, wins the game 53 to 33. And, you know, Colorado State didn't score any points in the entire first six minutes of the game. Um, St. Mary's opens with a 14-0 run. And it was just bad shooting across the board for Colorado State. Only shooting 25% from the field um, in this one while uh, St. Mary's shot 36.7 from the field. So, End up going 0-2 for Saturday's picks. But moving on to Sunday's picks, then we had St. Louis minus 2.5 versus Minnesota, uh, which ended up being another loser. <laughs> Minnesota wins this game 90 to St. Louis's 82. Uh, Marcus Carr scores 32 points for Minnesota, um, including 14 second-half free throws. Um, well, Minnesota shot very well in this game, 40% from three. St. Louis really struggled to shoot the three ball in that one, only shooting 13.3%. Um, getting that loss there and the final game that we had um, getting another win pretty good win here we had Washington versus Colorado had Colorado minus 10 in this one Colorado ends up winning this game 92 to 69 um, and Colorado had five players with double digit poise um, led by Dallas Walton who had 22 in this one and Colorado just did a great job rebounding 43 rebounds compared to Washington's 28 rebounds um, and yeah that about wraps that up for as far as college how our college basketball picks went ended up going four and two over the weekend, we still tonight, um, as of recording this, um, by the time you're hearing this, it already happened, but we have Murray State 
minus four versus Austin P. So that looks like to be a good game for Monday's card. Um, but moving on to the college football card for the weekend, we had a pretty exciting um, championship weekend. Um, I mean, not necessarily for our picks. The first game we had, though, we had the Conference USA uh, Conference Championship game. We had UAB versus Marshall. We had Marshall minus five in this one. UAB ends up winning outright 22-13. to 13, And UAB just did an amazing job moving the ball up and down the field in this one with 468 yards compared to Marshall's 268. So not really much of a shot for Marshall to get very close in that one. But, I mean, it was a relatively close game the whole time. But... Um, Marshall just looked like, or UAB just looked like the better team in that one. Um, and that was our Friday game, but Saturday we ended up only having one game after the, the Coastal versus, um, uh, Louisiana game ended up getting canceled. It's actually canceled before it got canceled from the time that I recorded the podcast to the time that it came out, it got canceled during that. So ended up losing that game on the card, um, which would have been a good one, but we did still have Minnesota plus 13 versus Wisconsin. This game also went to overtime. Uh, Wisconsin ends up winning by a field goal, 20-17. to 17, But Minnesota gets the easy 13-point cover in that one. Um, and this was just a very even game across the board as the stats go. You know, very similar yards, very similar points, very similar pretty much everything in this game. Um, so definitely a good call there to getting 13 points with Minnesota in this one. Um, and that takes us, you know, only one and one in college football this week. Pretty small college football card. Uh, with most of the conferences just having conference um, conference uh, championship games, um, but not bad. Um, and finally, we move into the NFL, which we you know we've kind of struggled at times in the NFL this season, but we actually had a pretty good week in the NFL. We end up going three and two um, in the NFL. The first game we had on Saturday, actually, we had the Broncos versus the Bills. We had the Bills minus six. Uh, Bills easily win this game, winning forty eight nineteen. Um, locking up their first AFC East title since 1995. Um, and Josh Allen just had the Bills moving up and down the field with ease in this one. 534 yards for the Broncos, 255. So definitely what feels like the end of the um, uh, Drew Lock era there in Denver. So definitely be interesting to see what happens in the offseason with them. But Bills are looking like a very good team. Um, definitely looking like a team that you're not going to want to play in the playoffs. But um, now moving on to Sunday, we had the first game we had was the Bears versus the Vikings. The Vikings minus three in this one. Uh, Bears end up winning this thirty-three to twenty-seven. Um, and you know, with that win, the Bears are now the biggest threat to the Cardinals, which we'll talk a little about that later. <laughs> talk about the Cardinals a little bit. Um, but you know, these just looked like a. And they actually looked like a pretty decent team in this game. They got the Jaguars and the Packers coming up, so it'll be interesting to see what the Bears can do. But end up losing our bet in that one. Um, and now for our last two games. The next one we had, we had the Buccaneers versus the Falcons plus six. Uh, Buccaneers do win this one, but don't cover, only 31-27. You know, the Falcons probably should have <laughs> won this game. Um, you know, had a lead early, but Tom Brady beats the Bucs, comes back. Um, you know, the Buccaneers are just a team that does not look great in the first quarter or even the first half. Um, but Falcons still end up covering the spread in this one. Um, yeah, Tom Brady is another comeback win. Um, and the final game we had, we had the Browns uh, minus six and a half versus the Giants on Sunday Night Football. Browns end up winning that game 20 to six. And it was really not a very good Sunday Night Football game at all, um, especially since it was flexed into Sunday Night Football. You know, the Cowboys Niners game that was originally scheduled there, um, while there's not a whole lot of playoff contention between either of those teams, I mean, since the Niners lost, they're completely out now. But 
it wasn't. I feel like it, I mean, that game was way better if you saw that game at noon. It was definitely a better game than <laughs> this Browns Giants game ended up being. But you know, Baker Mayfield looked like a pretty decent quarterback in that one. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see how far they can get that in the playoffs. Um, but that's about it for as far as how last week's picks went. Um, now, one thing I want to hit on before we get into some picks and stuff uh, for this week, we got the NBA season coming up, starting up um, today. Actually, the day you're hearing this, Tuesday the 22nd, um, is we'll have a couple games here tonight. Um, while I don't really follow the NBA a whole lot, so we're not going to have too many NBA picks on the podcast until we get to like the playoffs and stuff. Um, but you know, I thought I'd mention it there. If you do are looking for some NBA picks, definitely head over to hottipbets.com. Um, the computer model over there has will have picks every day of the college or the um, NBA season for all the games happening. So definitely go take a look at that if you're looking for some NBA action. Um, and as far as viewer questions go for this week, um, didn't get any responses on Twitter or Instagram. So definitely. Um, hit that up in the future if you want to get your question answered on the podcast. But moving on, let's talk a little bit about college football and just how the Bulls are shaking out. Um, we ended up, the college football playoffs ended up being basically, I think, what everyone expected it to be going into the conference championship. We get Alabama versus Notre Dame, or we're going to have Clemson versus Ohio State. Now, you could make an argument for... Um, Texas A&M, Cincinnati to the world, sure. Um, but I think the those four teams in a four-team playoff in the current format, those are the four teams that you basically have to put in the playoffs. Um, it's hard to really, Texas A&M, you know, already losing to Alabama, are you really going to replace them with Notre Dame? Yeah, Notre Dame didn't look great against Clemson, and they're probably just going to get beat anyway. You know, they're like 21-point or underdogs going into that. But it's really hard to replace them, I think. But I think it would have been interesting um, to somehow see Cincinnati in there, especially in this season. I'm definitely getting tired of seeing, you know, the last like four or five playoffs, whatever it's been. It seems like it's always Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then, you know, either Notre Dame or <laughs> Oklahoma. Um, or a couple of years we've had a Pac-12, you know, Washington and whatnot and Michigan State. But for the most part, it's been Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then another team that's just going to get destroyed by one of them. So, I think that the, I mean, obviously the playoffs need to change in some way because the current format basically just ends up with <laughs> Alabama and Clemson every year. Um, I mean, we had LSU last year, sure, but it, it's just, it's kind of a just a crazy system how it currently set up. Um, I think expanding it to at least eight teams would be obviously the obvious first step and definitely helpful, but I could see the playoff. I think 16 is probably a good number, but I think 24 could also work. You know, we see 2014 playoffs um, in both the FCS and Division II ranks. So, I mean, I don't know that people arguing that that's too many games. I mean, if we eliminate, like, the conference championship games, which, let's be honest, if we're having a 16 or a 2014 playoff, there's really no reason to be playing um, one extra conference championship game. Just make the conference champion the team with the best record in the conference, you know, like how the big 12 did it the last few years. Cause honestly, when we have a bigger playoff, you don't need a conference champion. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, the sec championship for Alabama and Florida doesn't matter at all at that point. So I think that something like that would probably be the best way to go, go about that in the future. But this year we didn't get that. So we'll, let's hit a little bit on the other new year's six pools that we got. Um, 
Um, along with that, though, we do we will see the Rose Bowl is also not going to be being played in Pasadena this year. It's actually going to be played in Jerry World, so going to be a little strange there. You know, Rose Bowl is one of those games that's always fun to watch, but um, so it'll be interesting to see all that. But another game that's going to be played in Jerry World, we got the Cotton Bowl versus Oklahoma and Florida, and I think this is probably one of the best matchups um, for the New Year's Six Bowls. Oklahoma, you know, basically the cotton or that Jerry World there is basically their second home at this point, you know, with the Big 12 championship being played there and um, some other games that they've had there in the past. But I think that'll be a very good game between Kyle Trask and um, Spencer Rattler. Um, Other game we have, another one, we got the Peach Bowl between Cincinnati and Georgia. I think this is a great matchup for Cincinnati to keep themselves undefeated maybe even get a chance to claim themselves as the national champion. Because, I mean, I feel like not only, they, they definitely should. If they end up winning this game, there's no reason in my mind where they shouldn't call themselves a national champion. Um, if you go undefeated, you might as well, especially winning a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, and the other two bowls we got, we got Oregon versus Ohio or Iowa State, uh, which is kind of whatever in the Fiesta Bowl. You know, Oregon's not that great of a team. I think Ohio State will easily take care of them that and we got texas a&m versus north carolina in the orange bowl which i think will actually be a pretty exciting game um, i think those two teams match up well i think really all of the um new year six bulls match up well uh, with exception to maybe alabama and notre dame is probably the worst matchup you got but you know alabama is just easily the number one team in the country so i, I mean really playing anyone except clemson they're going to be a pretty big favorite um, but yeah, that about wraps that up as far as New Year's Six Bulls go. We did end up, though, one thing that kind of annoying to me, having four Bulls canceled, you know, the military, the guaranteed rate, the Independence and Birmingham Bulls all get canceled. And, you know, Army was already set to play in the Independence Bowl, but they didn't get an opponent for that. Um, so now they're just out of a bowl. You know, 9-3 and three Army doesn't get to play in a bowl, while 2-win South Carolina does get a bowl game. So I just really don't like how the Bulls um, have conference bo- or tie-ins like that. I think it should just be... All the Bulls, and as long as there's teams going to play in the Bulls, they should be having those Bulls played. Um, so, don't really like how all that played out, but in a year like this, it's kind of hard, <laughs> kind of just crazy stuff happening. Um, and with a lot of teams opting out of Bulls and stuff. But that about wraps that up as far as our Bull preview go. And um, as far as picks for the Bulls go, this first week here, I kind of looked at those Bull games. Really didn't like any of the teams playing. Um, in this first week of bowl games, so I think we're just going to lay off of that. Might have some more plays uh, next week for you know the New Year's Six and some of the when the, the bigger bowls get going. But um, but yeah, that about wraps it up for college football for this week. Um, but that's not all for college sports. Let's talk a little bit about college basketball. We had one of the biggest games, if not probably the biggest game of the season on Saturday. We had Gonzaga taking down Iowa. Um, and while Iowa didn't look bad in this game, you know, they looked pretty good. Luka, Luka Garza did have a decently good game. Um, it definitely wasn't, it wasn't anything special for Iowa. You know, they do, you know, stay up there in the, um, AP top 25 that came out today. So definitely didn't hurt them at all. And, um, and when you're playing in Zaga, the number one team in the country, the team that's probably going to be the number one team in the country the entire year, you're not really going to fall when you lose to them, but um, this Gonzaga team just looks so good. You know, if they, I don't know um, if there's been a team like the AP uh, number one overall team coming into the season, if they've ever just kept it the entire season. But Gonzaga at this point, you know, they've played the hardest part of their schedule. You know, they play Virginia this upcoming weekend. But after that game, it's really, you know, St. Mary's, BYU, and I guess Pepperdine, San Francisco, that, you know, they could, they, they, they could and probably end up will at some point blowing one of those games, I would imagine. Um, maybe end up with one loss, but this Gonzaga team, 
looks like they could just stay at number one the entire season and easily be the number one team going into the tournament. So just something to look at there. Um, but kind of on the complete opposite side of that, another blue blood, um, if you want to call Gonzaga blue blood now, which I, I feel like you kind of can, um, you know, with how long they've been up there. I don't know what just happened back there. Something fell. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Kentucky um, starts the season one and five. Um, it's their worst start since 1926. The 1926 27 season for Kentucky was the last time that they started the season one and five. So, definitely, I don't know, fun to watch them do that or just see play. Just kind of an interesting thing um, with that one. Um, and two conferences that have done very well, had very strong starts to the season, are the Big 12 and the Big 10. Um, the big 12, you know, got like, I think it's up the four teams now, three or four teams, um, up in the top AP top 25, you know, in Ken Palm, they've got a bunch of teams up there in the, um, high up ranked up there, you know, besides K state is <laughs> the whole conference, even, you know, down to seven, eight is really strong. Um, and just a good conference all around. And the big 10, um, is also pretty strong. I saw, I don't know, I don't remember exactly what the record was, but I saw like the top six teams in the big 10, um, they had like either one loss or no losses, something like that. So definitely a strong start for both of those conferences. Um, definitely going to have a lot of teams come tournament time. Um, one little final news piece in college basketball before we get into this week's picks. Keontae Johnson, um, Florida after he collapsed, gives an update on Instagram with his situation. So he's doing better um, in stable condition. So good to see that for him there. But let's move in to the picks for the week. The first pick we got for Tuesday's card on December 22nd, we got Montana State minus five or minus one and a half versus Portland. Montana State comes into this game as the 238th team um, in the hot tip bet rankings at two and two on the season. Portland comes into this game as the 272nd ranked team and five and two on the season. And, you know, Montana State's done a really good job shooting the ball coming into this game. 37.9% from three, 49.1% effective field goal percentage. Um, well, Portland, on the other hand, 28.4, uh, 3-point, uh, 44.4% effective uh, field goal percentage. Um, and one thing that this Montana State team, they're just a good team on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, they're not the best in the country at anything, for sure. You know, 208 in offensive efficiency, 220 in defensive efficiency. But they do come into this game better than Portland. Portland comes in at 292 offensive efficiency, 234 defensive efficiency. So definitely like Montana State minus the one and a half uh, for the first game on Tuesday's card. The next game we got, though, on Tuesday's card, we got a Big 12 showdown between Texas Tech and Oklahoma. Oklahoma um, comes into this game as one-point underdogs. Um, Texas Tech is six and two on the season and the 20th ranked team in the hot tip bet rankings. Oklahoma five and one on the season and the 38th ranked team in the hot tip bet rankings. Uh, and both these teams have done a pretty good job shooting the three ball. You know, Oklahoma 36.1%, uh, Texas Tech 34.3%. Um, but one thing with the Oklahoma team is just effective field goal percentage. Done a little bit better job. 54. 7% compared to Texas Tech's 48.5%. And this Oklahoma team, you know, they weren't projected in the top five of the Big 12 or anything like that. You know, they weren't one of those teams that came into the season um, with hopes like some of those other Big 12 teams. But they definitely are a pretty good team. Um, you know, this Oklahoma team comes into this game only turning the ball over 14.8% of, of their possessions, while 
Texas Tech's 17% of their possessions. And Oklahoma Sims ended this game as the 15th ranked team in offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm, while Texas Tech uh, 55 offensive efficiency. So I definitely like Oklahoma at home plus one in that one. Um, next thing we got on Tuesday's card, we got North Dakota taking on Drake. Drake is 13 point favorites in that one. Um, you know, I don't really love taking uh, favorites that are that big, but the Drake team is just exceptionally good. You know, coming to this game 8-0, North Dakota, basically the complete opposite of that coming to this game at 1-7. And, and, you know, Drake's just been shooting the ball so well in their last few games. You know, we saw that against South Dakota, but, you know, Drake's shooting 40.8% from three, 69.4 from the free throw line um, with an effective field goal percentage of 59.1. North Dakota, on the other hand, while not the worst stats in um, college basketball, definitely nothing to be proud of. You know, 30.6% from three, 63.3 from free throw line and a 48.3 effective field goal percentage. Um, and one thing that this Drake team who that kind of helps them you know, get more shots and get just get more opportunities to put points on the board. You know, 37.6 offensive rebounding percentage, which is one of the top in the country compared to North Dakota's 26.4% offensive rebound percentage. Um, and, you know, this Drake team, not even just offensively there, you know, they're playing well on both sides of the ball. Yeah, 87 um, in offensive efficiency, but they're also 129 defensive efficiency compared to North Dakota's. 259 offensive efficiency and 270 defensive efficiency so these two teams are just going in complete opposite directions um, and even though it is a decently big spread at 13 i think drake can easily take care of that one um the next game we got on tuesday we got louisville minus one versus pittsburgh uh, louisville comes in at four and one and the 42nd ranked team in the hot tip at rankings Pitt comes in at five and one and the 89th ranked team in the hot tip at rankings um, you know, this Louisville team, another team that's shooting very well, 34.2 from three, 75 from the free throw line um, with an effective field goal percentage of 54.2. Pittsburgh, 31.5 from three, 63.4 from the free throw line and an effective field goal percentage of 49.7. Um, and, you know, while this Pittsburgh team is not bad on defense, you know, coming into this game as the 41st team uh, defensive efficiency team uh, according to Kim Palm their offense has not been the greatest at 113 um, while Louisville comes in at 34 in both offensive and defensive efficiency um, so a pretty good team on both sides of the ball so definitely like even though Louisville's on the road in this one I definitely like them minus one in that game um, and the final game that we have for Tuesday's card we got North Carolina versus NC State we got NC State minus one and a half in this one um, now, we haven't been on NC State a whole lot this year, but NC State was one of those teams last year during conference play, and it seemed like I was betting on all the time. Um, and they were just a team that was doing a great job covering spreads, uh, just, just basically just good job winning games across the board. Um, you know, NC State comes into this game shooting the ball 37.7% from three, 55.5 effective field goal percentage. Well, North Carolina, uh, not very great from three, and only 263 from three. Only a 46.9 effective field goal percentage. Um, and one thing that this this uh, North Carolina team has done very, or this North, uh, sorry, NC State team, North Carolina State, whatever you want to call them, uh, team's done very well, is their turnover defense, you know, um, getting, stealing the ball, you know, making the other team turn it over 30.3% of the time, while only turning it over 15.4% of their, on their possessions. Uh, North Carolina, on the other hand, turns it over 21.8% of their possessions and has only forced 19.4% um, on their possessions for turnover. So definitely like NC State minus one and a half to wrap up Tuesday's card. 
Moving on to Wednesday's picks. Um, now, all like always for um, you know the non-day of games, um, the spreads that are here are obviously the Ken Palm look-ahead lines since you know spreads for college basketball don't come out very early. So definitely take a look at Twitter and Instagram when those spreads come out. But the first game we got, we got Providence taking on Butler. Providence is one-point favorites in the Ken Palm look-ahead. Uh, Providence comes into this game as the 62nd ranked team in the country and five and two on the year. Butler comes in at one spot lower at 63 um, and one and two on the year. Um, and, you know, Butler has not done a great job shooting free throws at all. They've really, really struggled to shoot free throws only 59.7% from the free throw line. Um, and you know, when you're do, struggling that much from the free throw line, you're just not going to be able to win a whole lot of games in college basketball. Providence on the other hand, 72.4 from the free throw line. Providence has also done a great job of not turning the ball over and just re- offensive rebounds. Um, only turned the ball over on 15.3 of their possessions compared to Butler's 17.5% of their possessions. Um, you know, they also rebound, Providence also rebound the ball extremely well. 33.1% offensive rebounds compared to uh, Butler's um, 21.2 offensive rebounds. So I definitely like the pro- this Providence team in this game. The next game... That we have on Wednesday's card. We got Illinois taking on Penn State. Illinois is two point favorites according to the Ken Palm look ahead. Um, Illinois comes into this game as uh, the seventh ranked team in the hot tip bet ranking. So doing a great job so far this season. Penn State comes in as the 37th ranked team. Um, one thing this Illinois team has done extremely well is shooting uh, shooting the ball, you know, 40%, 45% from three. Uh, 60.2 effective field goal percentage, uh, while Penn State only a 37.7% from three and a 50% effective field goal percentage. So definitely like this Illinois State team. Um, you know, they've also done, or this Illinois team, not, not Illinois State, I've uh, also done a great job uh, rebounding the ball, 20 or 36.2% offensive rebound and only turning it over on 15.1% of their possessions. Penn State, on the other hand, turned it over 19.8% of their possessions. Um, with only an offensive rebounding of 31.6. So definitely like Illinois in that one. Um, and the final game that we got for Wednesday's card, we got Northwestern plus seven versus Indiana. Uh, Northwestern comes in as at four and one on the season. Indiana comes in at five and two on the season. Um, and this Northwestern team, another team that's just done a great job shooting the ball, um, you know, 42.2% from three, 73.3. From the free throw line, Indiana 33.6 from three and 65.9 from the free throw line. Um, you know, Northwestern also done a great job not turning the ball over, only turning it over on 14.8% of their possessions, while Indiana 18.5% of theirs. Um, and while these teams are decently, you know, matched up pretty well, when you're getting that many points um, with this Northwestern team, it's hard not to bet on them. So I definitely like Northwestern to take care of Indiana in that game. Um, now moving on to Christmas Eve, December 24th, which will end up being Thursday. There's actually no college basketball games scheduled for that day. So not going to have any picks there. Um, so moving on to Christmas day, we actually, um, have four games scheduled to take place on Christmas day, uh, four big 10 matchups. Um, but we're only gonna have one pick for Christmas day, but for that pick, we got Iowa minus five and a half or uh, minus five versus Minnesota. That minus five is obviously the uh, K 
Ken Palm look ahead line, um, the official line to be released later. But Iowa comes in as the number four team in the country and six and one on the season. Minnesota, the 50th ranked team in the country, um, and seven and one on the season. Um, those rankings, obviously, according to the hot tip at rankings. Um, but you know, Iowa's done a great job shooting the ball this year 37.4% from three, 57.9% effective uh, field goal percentage. Minnesota, 30.1% from three, a 48.2% effective field goal percentage. Um, and this Iowa team, one of their strongest points has been not turning the ball over. Only turning it over on 12.7% of their possessions. Well, Minnesota's turning it over on 15.4% of theirs. Um, and this Iowa team, you know, it's just hard. Their offense is just just so good. You know, <laughs> number one offensive efficiency in the country compared to Minnesota. Uh, uh, 46 offensive efficiency in the country. So, you know, even though I don't really like this Iowa team, um, absolutely despise Luca Garza it's hard not to not to bet on this team so definitely like Iowa to take care of business against Minnesota on Christmas Day um, now moving on to Saturday's card um, since you know uh, we got it, there's not as many games going on on Saturday since it is you know the day after Christmas or whatever but the first game we got on Saturday's card we got Kentucky versus Louisville Louisville is four point favorites according to the Ken Palm look ahead in that one um, Louisville comes into this game as the 42nd ranked team in the country, according to the hot tip at rankings, Kentucky, the 43rd. Um, and, but these two teams, while they are very close in rankings, kind of going in opposite directions, you know, Louisville four and one on the season, Kentucky one and five on the season. Um, and Louisville has done a great job shooting the ball this season, 34.2% from three compared to Kentucky's 24.3% from three. Um, and, you know, Louisville is also 75% um, percent from the free throw line compared to Kentucky, 66.7% from the free throw line. Um, and Louisville also a very effective field goal percentage at 54.2% compared to Kentucky's 46.1%. Um, so I definitely like Louisville and this team. They're just kind of going in the opposite direction. You know, Kentucky is really struggling. Uh, Calipari definitely does not have that team <laughs> rolling this year. Um, you know, 74 in offensive efficiency. So definitely like Louisville in that one. Um, and the final play we got on Saturday's card, we got Indiana versus Illinois. Um, Illinois is three-point favorites in that one, um, according to the Kim Palm look ahead. Illinois comes into this game as the number seven-ranked team in the country. Um, Indiana comes in as the 24th-ranked team, according to the hot tip bet rankings. Uh, one thing about this Illinois team um, is they're shooting, you know, 40% from three, 60.2 effective field goal percentage. While Indiana, on the other hand, only 33.63 and 51.4 effective field goal percentage. Um, one thing that this Indy Illinois team has just been impressive with is their just their offense in general. You know, seventh in offensive efficiency. They're rebounding the ball 26.2% um, offensive rebounding percentage compared to Indiana, you know, 25.4 offensive rebounding percentage. Um, and a 48 offensive efficiency. So I definitely like Illinois to take care of business in that game. All right. And finally, moving on to Sunday's college basketball card. The first game we got, we got Drake um, taking on Indiana State. Now, Drake comes into this game as one point favorites, according to the Ken Palm look ahead. Um, you know, Drake comes into this game playing very well. You know, we have him earlier on this card, um, obviously against um, North Dakota so definitely be interesting to see how they're looking once we get to Sunday but you know shooting ball very well you know 40.8% from three 59.1% effective field goal percentage 
Um, and just playing very well on both sides of the ball. You know, 87th offensive efficiency, 129 defensive efficiency. Uh, this Indiana State team, on the other hand, not doing a very good job shooting the ball at all. You know, only 27.4% from three, only a 44.6 effective field goal percentage. Um, and just really not a great team. Um, you know, 138 offensive efficiency, 148 defensive efficiency. So I definitely like Drake to take care of business against them. Um, and the final play that we got on the college basketball card for this week, we got UC Santa Barbara taking on UC Irvine. UC Santa Barbara does come into this game. Um, a slight favorites according to Ken Palm. Um, you know, UC Santa Barbara comes in as four and one on the season. UC um, Irvine three and four on the season. Um, and again, this UC Santa Barbara team just did a really good job shooting the ball. 42.3% from three, 73.8% from the free throw line. UC Irvine 30.1% from three, 67.8% from the free throw line. Um, and they've just been a fun team to watch, you know. Only turn the ball over on 16.5% of their possessions compared to UC Irvine's 21.7% of theirs. Um, and just a better, more efficient team, 119 offensive efficiency compared to UC Irvine's 199 offensive efficiency. So definitely like UC Santa Barbara. Um, take care of business in that one. So yeah, that about wraps it up. Um, no plays for December 28th, which would be Monday. Um, so no plays on that card. So yeah, now getting into the NFL news before we get into the picks for this um, upcoming week 16. Um, first game we got, or not first game, but first thing we got, Cardinals playoff hopes still alive. Uh, not quite. Well, we almost, you know, I felt out like at times against the Eagles there, we were going to blow <laughs> blow that. Um, able to hang on and get the win and you know the cardinals at this point control their own destiny as far as getting into the playoffs um you know if they win out um they're in you know just beat the rams beat the niners and they're in the playoffs so definitely exciting that um you know hopefully the bears hopefully we don't have to win out basically what it comes down to is the cardinals and the bears in the last two weeks of the season here basically have to have the same record when it's all said and done and then the cardinals get in if the bears win one more game than the cardinals doing that then the bears will get in because they have the tiebreaker um, but one thing that is very interesting about this Cardinals, you know, finish to the season here, the Cardinals are actually not out of the running for the NFC West title. Um, so the Rams and the Seahawks end up are playing this weekend. So if the Rams um, end up beating the Seahawks, both the Rams and the Seahawks would have 10 wins on the season. Um, and if the Cardinals win this weekend, would have nine. Um, and then if the Cardinals beat the Rams in week 17, the Cardinals would overtake the Rams. Um, at 10 wins and if the seahawks end up losing to the 49ers in week 17 the seahawks would have 10 wins so all three teams would finish the season with 10 wins um and the cardinals hold the tiebreaker would hold the tiebreaker above both the seahawks and the rams so cardinals technically <laughs> have a chance to actually win the um <laughs> win the nfc west could end up you know potentially being the three seed um and i think maybe even the two seed if the saints just completely blow it but um in all fairness, the Cardinals basically are playing for the seventh seed, and that's it. So definitely be fun to watch how that finishes up. But one team that really screwed up over the weekend um, was the Jets. The Jets won a game, um, basically securing the that Trevor Lawrence will not be coming to New York with that win. <laughs> but, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I feel like as far as, yeah, I know, obviously the Jets want him um, as a player. I mean, who wouldn't want Trevor Lawrence? But he just feels like a player who is better suited on the Jaguars anyway. He doesn't really seem like a New York Jet. So I think that that in the long run, um, the Jaguars will definitely be a better fit for Trevor Lawrence. Um, and another guy that we saw playing this weekend, we had Drew Brees back on the field after his injury. 
Um, and he did not look very good at all. You know, he did keep it close against the Chiefs, sure. But that was really more the Saints team as a whole um, as compared to Drew Brees. You know, Drew Brees just really struggled in this game. You know, definitely didn't look very smooth. Didn't look like Drew Brees um, of the past. And, you know, I've been saying it for a couple of years that Drew Brees <laughs> is not a very good quarterback. And, you know, people are finally starting to see that. Um, yeah, it's just time for Drew Brees to retire. He's, his career is, it, it should be over. Um, you know, the Chiefs just in this one basically just showed that the Chiefs basically just control the NFL. Um, basically, at this point in time, it comes down to when you're wondering if a team's good, you compare them to the Chiefs. And basically, there's no team that even compares with the Chiefs. So basically, the Chiefs end up being the only good team. So it feels like it's going to be that for quite some time in the NFL. <clears throat> but the next game or one game we had happened over the weekend. Tom Brady ends up coming back against the Falcons. Mountain, um, another comeback against the Falcons for Tom Brady. So that was a fun one to watch. And the Bills end up winning the NAFC East title. And I talked a little bit about that earlier, so we won't get into too much here. But uh, that about, let's get into the picks um, for this NFL card. First game we got for the NFL this weekend is a Saturday game between the Dolphins and the Raiders. Raiders come into this game as two and a half point underdogs. Um, this is the late night game on Saturday, set to kick off at eight p eight p eight fifteen p.m. Eastern. Um, you know, Dolphins come into this game at nine and three. Raiders come in at seven and seven. Um, while the Raiders have struggled here recently. Their stats don't necessarily show, you know, they're still putting up 26.93 points per game. Um, still moving the ball extremely well, 374.86 yards a game. Dolphins on the other hand, right, right under them there, you know, 25.14 points per game, um, 327.6 yards a game. Um, but, you know, this, this Raiders team, while they don't really have a whole lot to play for as far as the division or the wild card or the playoffs or anything like that, I think they are still going to end up winning this game. I feel like they're probably going to win outright. Um, probably going to end up taking a plus two and a half in this one. But I do think the Raiders are not a bad team. Um, so, yeah, it just definitely be an interesting one there. But I do like the Raiders plus two and a half for that one. Um, now, moving on to Sunday's card. The first game we got, we got the Panthers plus two and a half. Now, it seems like <laughs> we always bet the Panthers the wrong week. You know, Teddy Bridgewater has done a great job covering games this week or this year. You know, eight and six against the spread. Um, but you know, it seems like every time we bet them, they end up is the games they don't do it quite as good in. Um, but the Panthers, you know, still putting up points this year, 23.07 points per game, um, 356.58 yards a game. Uh, Washington only 21.57 points per game, 317.29 yards a game. Um, Panthers have also done a great job not turning the ball over only one turnover a game compared to Washington's 1.5 turnovers a game. Um, so yeah, I definitely like the Panthers plus the two and a half um, in that one. And the final play that we got for NFL Week 16, we got the Colts plus two and a half versus the Steelers, um, 1 p.m. kickoff on that one. Um, so that ends up being all of the games for the uh, NFL card and to be a two and a half point underdogs. But you know, it's kind of just how it ends up happening in Week 16. But the Colts come into this game at 10 and four on the season. Steelers 11 and two. Um, the Colts um, have done a great job putting up points and moving the ball, you know, 28.5 points per game, 375.76 yards a game, while Steelers only 26.85 points per game, 335.54 yards a game. One thing this Colts team and Phillip Rivers have done very, very well is not turn the ball over only 0.86 turnovers per game compared to the Steelers with 1.08 turnovers a game. So I definitely like the Colts plus two and a half to take care of business in that one. 
And yeah, that about wraps it up as far as the podcast goes for the week. Make sure if you haven't already checked out hottipbets.com, head over there. You know, there's computer model picks up um, every day on the website for horse racing, college basketball, college football um, here during bowl season. Also finishing up, you know, got NFL picks for the last few weeks here and for the playoffs. Um, Starting today, um, December 22nd, going to be NBA picks up there every day for the season. Um, as well as college basketball rankings drop on every Monday on the website. So definitely take a look at those. Um, and you can also view the full results for all of the podcast picks and all of the computer model picks up there as well. Um, and finally, if you're not following me on Twitter and Instagram at Hot Tip Bets, Chris, make sure you go do that. Also, make sure you're following the Hot Tip Bets account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, YouTube, all of that linked down below. Yeah, that about wraps it up for this week's podcast. Um, since it is, you know, Christmas um, on Friday, we're not going to be dropping a podcast on Friday. The next podcast will be next Tuesday. Um, get you ready for the final college football bowls and some more college basketball. So I will see you guys next week. <laughs>